Hello, and welcome to Network Collective. This show is going to be just a little bit different than what we usually do. You might think of this as something like a state of the podcast show, very much like the state of the union speech given by the president here in the U.S. every year, uh, but even less important. So yeah, we're going to be taking a look at the past year, uh, talking about some of the things that have happened, as well as looking forward and sharing some things that we're quite excited to share with you. So yeah, um, it's just the three of us today. So hi, Yvonne. Hi, Russ. How's everyone doing? It's been doing good. Either of you. Well, I mean, we we spent some time at Interop recently. So we actually, like the last time we hung out was in person. And so it feels a little weird getting back to like, yeah, <laughs> yeah looking at the little boxes nice. of each of you. <laughs> uh, that was great. Uh, I had a great experience at Interop, recorded a bunch of great content um, that will be coming out after this, right? So this really is really excited. Be, yeah, yeah, really excited about some of the stuff we recorded there. Uh, very good stuff. Um, so yeah, so we're just taking a taking an episode to sit here and talk about the show. Um, mainly because it's been just over a year. We just passed the one year mark, and there's been a lot of things that have happened, and there's a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, but why don't we start by looking back a little bit, Yvonne? Why don't you tell us like some of your impressions from this past year? Yeah. So when I meet people in, in real physical space and, and I've really in my day to day work life been pretty quiet about Network Collective. I, I've not wanted to go into the office and go, hey, look at this cool thing I'm doing. And, and it's a, I've not been there long. So I, I really have not been very vocal about it with the folks I work directly with. But every now and then I'll, I'll have a meeting with somebody or I went to um uh, to Cincinnati to to speak at a users group meeting last week, and people are like, "How did you how did you get involved with this network collective thing?" And I'm like, "Well, you see, there was this Slack channel, um, and really, like, we were hanging out at uh, at Tech Field Day, and Jordan pops in and says, uh, "Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a networking podcast where we talk about uh, networking things." And um, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds really interesting." And, uh, and really the idea sprung from there. Um, and, and when we started, um, and I think Jordan um, is the one who said it this way, you know, we really wanted to uh, help provide the kind of experience that we've had at conferences. Um, I, I told the group last week that the first Cisco Live I went to like really changed my life. It, it, <laughs> it opened my eyes to a group of people who was <laughs> like, that's really sad <laughs> that a Cisco live would change your life. It's not Cisco live. It's the people. It is it's, it's the community. It is a community. Um, because I have really, um, I've tried to be part of several different communities. I've found this one just incredibly welcoming. Um, I really think that people are concerned about ideas. They're concerned about their craft and, um, and, and so what we really wanted to do here to circle back around is uh, to, to share some of the things that we talk about in those conference settings. What, you know, that, that elbow against elbow, I, I ran into this problem or I saw this issue or um, and just to share because so many folks out there who do what we do every day, do it on a team of either generalists or they may have one other networking person at their job. And so they don't get to interact a lot. So really that was the idea. Um, and it's really, I think we have all been a little shocked by how well received network collective has been and, and how meaningful it's become. So I think, I think Jordan's onto something else though, beyond even that when you, and Yvonne, when you talk about the community aspect is I think that it's also an encouragement that 
you know, we all feel often, we all, we all say this on the Slack and we all say this in PMs and everything is that often we all, we all feel like we're kind of out here stranded doing what we're doing and nobody really understands what we're doing, you know, <laughs> and nobody really understands, you know, what it is to be a network engineer and what all it takes. It's not just about the technology. It's also about the community and the learning the leadership skills and the business stuff and it's it's sipping from the fire hose is is a cliche but it's really true and how do you deal with that yeah i find networkers often are on an island right um i I don't know if the progression is the same everywhere i can just you know from my own personal experience but i feel like these specialties whether you're you know deep into server infrastructure or deep into network infrastructure or deep into database whatever like you start off generally as a, a generalist generally as a generalist um <laughs> you start out you start off as a generalist and then you work your way into like the specialist type role and once you make it to the specialist type role there's just an expectation that you know everything there's an expectation that uh, you've got it all under control you typically have some sort of like senior level title and now all of a sudden like you're in the spot where like you're the guy or the girl and it's expected to be you know you're expected to know everything and yet you often don't work on big teams unless you're working in really big organizations. And so I feel like there's often, you know, uh, there's an isolation component, the further, the further more specialized you become in your career, uh, the less of a peer group you have in your job. And right. so something, something like this, po- this podcast, or specifically what Yvonne said, I mean, I had a very similar experience. Um, social media and uh, conferences changed the trajectory of my career. I said this uh, in the panel I was on at Interop, it absolutely changed the trajectory of my career because uh, engaging with people that had ideas outside of what I knew or what I was familiar with uh, challenged my, my view of the world and, and inspired me to, to do more and to learn more and to get better at my craft. And so uh, I, you know, part of this, I mean, part of the whole idea when I started this and when, when we had those initial conversations in that Slack uh, about this point, about a year and a half ago, um, was, was this idea that I, you know, like I felt so inspired by what others had done before me. I was kind of hoping to provide the same type of, um, thing again, you know, like put something out there that would allow people to, um, interact and engage with experts. And really, I mean, I, I, I posed it this way and Yvonne kind of encapsulated it there was that to bring those hallway conversations at a conference, I feel so lucky because the fact I've been able to go to these things and, and engage in this community, but not everyone, in fact, a very small percentage of people get to do that on any regular occurrence. And so uh, the ability to bring those conversations with those people who are just absolutely phenomenal at what they do and bring them out, you know, for everybody to be able to consume, I think is there's some value in it. Uh, I also want to echo what Yvonne said. I, when we started this thing, I expected 10 people to watch and I expected half of them to be family. Um, so uh, like, no, 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 you have it wrong, Jordan, 10 people to watch and none of them would be my family. <laughs> so you know um not, rec- not even my mom <laughs> <laughs> not even your mom <laughs> so reception right out of the gate was was way beyond my expectation and um i don't know if that's uh that's a good or a bad thing but it's just reality right um i just yeah i expected this thing to be a bit more cathartic <laughs> like just as an opportunity to do something maybe you know impact a couple people and it has grown way way beyond that and uh, which is which is fantastic. We're we're very excited about that. Um, and you know, it's been just one of those uh, one of those experiences. It's kind of like, oh, I guess we're going to do this now. <laughs> this is a real thing. This like, is a real thing from us now. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's, a, I, it's a bit overwhelming, though, right, Jordan? Sometimes. 
Uh, so, so yeah, the, the response has been overwhelming, not in a bad way, but in a good way, just because the, you know, like not, none of us set out to be, you know, in networking media personalities, personalities, right? Like that's not who we are. We're just engineers who are getting on to talk about the stuff that we do. Um, and so, you know, uh, Yvonne was just sharing about her experience at the, at the users group Russ was just at Chinog. And I guess there was, a. Uh, you know, some, some positive response there. We were at interop. There's positive response there. And it's just like, Oh, like people are actually listening to what we say. It's very easy sitting here behind a camera and a microphone and posting it out there to the world, but having absolutely no idea who's pulling something out of it. But um, I can't tell you how valuable it is to have someone walk up to you and say, Hey, like the stuff you're creating is awesome. It helps me be a better engineer. Um, anytime I see that, whether that's online or someone says it in person, I just go like, whoa, like, hold on a second. Like, that's awesome. Like, you know, this thing has evolved a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a little bit different for you and Yvonne, because of course I'm a longstanding author and people have like been asking. Yeah. Russ gets it all the time. Because you're the Russ White. He is the Russ White. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, I mean, but it is really cool, you know, just to, because I think that's a lot of it, right? When I first started in, in Cisco Tech, and I remember being in the Air Force and working on network engineering stuff and this, that, and the other after I was doing electronics. Um, and even working for a big corporation early, early, early on in my career, you know, when wheels were square and we swept the dirt on the floor. Did they have fire then? <laughs> we had to light our fiber optics. With, with, we had to actually light the fire. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I remember joining Cisco and it was such a different experience going into Cisco Tech and just having that landing in that group of people, Don Slice, Navo Rotana and James Ng and Steve Moore and Fish and all these people that I landed in the middle of and how amazing it was, not just because I was in a room full of people smarter than me, but because the, the interaction, standing on a whiteboard and figuring out like how to solve something with Donnie and he had your peer or whatever the case might be, or sitting with, with Don Slice and doing GDB and breakpointing code and figuring out how something works. Um, because you never tend to do very good work alone. I mean, you do, but you don't. You tend to do better work in community. And so I think the community around Network Collective is really fantastic and really good and harkens way back to my early days of network engineering. And it's been really hard to find that in other places, I think. Um, I think people tend to go down this path of I am going to be Mr. Media. And what I really want is I want people to stop me at conferences and tell me how cool my work is. And um, I think Network Collective is different than that. That's been my impression and my experience. Well, I appreciate that because that certainly is not uh, not the direction we're heading. I think it's also probably a good opportunity to to talk a bit because the team has changed a bit. And um, I I think that, you know, we started off, um, Phil Gervasi started with this. Uh, with us, helped us build this thing and get it off the ground. And we were super grateful for that contribution. And um, a couple of months ago, uh, I guess it's probably four or five months ago at this point. Christmas time. (laughs) It's been a while while. now. It's been a while. Um, He just had to, you know, he had to make a call. Uh, There was just too much demand. And believe me, there is a lot of work that goes into making this happen. Like we all are working a lot behind the scenes. Um, And so that, you know, there were just priorities (laughs) priorities <laughs> and it was it was this be and you know other life stuff that was also important and so he made a call that he had to kind of take a step back um still is around still hanging out with us and all that but it's uh so yeah i mean i, I definitely don't want yeah we can't talk about the origins of network collective without talking about phil because he was an integral part of that as well so uh yeah and, and so, so then there was this russ guy 
Yeah, so Russ is Russ's uh, genesis in the Network Collective is really funny because we, uh, you know, so if you're a regular listener, it is funny because if you're a regular listener, you know about our history of networking series. Um, that was not that was not a Network Collective original idea. That was a Russ White original idea, <laughs> which and, I wish I would have done years ago. But I'm actually kind of glad I waited because it ended up being part of the Network Collective rather than something else. Yeah, so uh, we we had Russ on for uh, some of our protocol deep dive shows, and and Russ was obviously very excited about what we were doing. And it's like, and uh, we were chatting one afternoon or evening or whatever on Slack, and he's like, "Hey, um, he's like, I'm trying to get this thing started, and just you know, getting someone to do the editing, getting someone to do whatever. Like, I just don't have the time to do it, which is true. Russ doesn't have the time to do it." Um, I thought he could I'll, just make another clone. Yeah, I, now that I've learned more about Russ, I'm surprised that that's not what happened. I would just expect another clone to do the video <laughs> editing. But, um, but uh, you know, and I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like, we can, we can edit, <laughs> you know, like, we can edit. And this sounds awesome. And History of Networking has turned into a really, really cool series. Um, well, and it's, it's really been a foundational hallmark of Network Collective. It is. I think that the brain trust that we've been able to tap into there through Rush's leadership and his relationships has, no, seriously. I, I need no. my Rolodex to take it out for you, if I. <laughs> well, I mean, but really, so how many of us have access to, you know, to the folks that we've had on the show? And we've got more great content coming, but I think uh, the ability to chronicle some of the history of uh, really our industry, the folks who really built it, um, has been invaluable, has helped people understand. I think, you know, hearing um, Radia talk about Spanning Tree and really her questions to begin with, like, this is routing. Why aren't we doing it in routing? You know, why do, why do we want to do this kind of a, a, you know, why do we want to span across um, layer two devices and things like that? So it's, it's just really interesting um, and I think um, really it's a legacy that we have that we really didn't intend when we started. I, I actually think, Jordan, you were pretty surprised at how when I when I first built the list of names at how big it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. And so, yeah, I definitely entered it um, a little bit uh, naive uh, just because of the fact that, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not involved with IETF. I've never been to an IETF meeting. Um, IETF obviously has a large number of people who've been involved with creation protocols, but even that's not exclusive, but there's just a number of people out there. Um, and then, and then I started seeing the names that Russ is putting on this list and I'm like, Whoa, really? <laughs> like, like you think they'll come onto our show? Like our little show that is going to, you know, 10 people, half of them, my family and, <laughs> and <none of> my family <laughs> and none of Russ's family. Um, and, and over time it's turned into a, a very, you know, serious and legitimate, you know, uh, and like I said, kind of a hallmark content for what we do. It's, it's one of the two main things that we do. Um, and it's, and it's phenomenal. And I, you know, I'm not going to be revealing any secrets about what's coming, but it's getting even We're bigger. really excited. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we have one episode recorded um, that is phenomenal. And we have, we have, we have at least one other one um, that's scheduled that it just like knock your socks off big. So I'm excited about that stuff. <laughs> Um, like, I can't believe that we're, these people are coming on and talking to us uh, about this. But, you know, ultimately, I think the audience, everyone who's listening is the one who wins, right? They get, they get that piece of, of internet history and to find out why and how and, you know, a bit more of nuance about why we came to the things. Like the, the one with radio really sticks out to me because, you know, it's like this Spanish trees, this reviled protocol. Um, 
And I think she sits right alongside of everybody else being like, why? Why did we do this? I mean, it was just her job to do. It just so happened that she was the one who was stuck making it, right? And she did the best that she could with it. But at the same time, you know, she looks at it and says, oh, we should route to the host, like everybody else, you know, is <laughs> like, we should be routing. Why are we doing this, this ethernet exactly. bridging thing? Yeah. Yeah. She was at interrupt and she said pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like, it's, it's just, it's really interesting to hear that and how things came to be. Um, so that's a big part of the show. So when Phil stepped back and we were, you know, Yvonne and I were talking about like, Hey, like, you know, do we bring somebody on or not? Russ was just, uh, a logical choice to to jump yeah. in because he was already running with what ended up being you know half of our primary content <laughs> so so almost by shoeing but no russ has been a great addition to the team um and we're gonna continue well, they just needed somebody who was older <laughs> well i mean we could have gone younger than russ but you know <laughs> There are so many things I'm not saying right now. <laughs> but I think, I mean, the, the other thing that we have to remember, too, is that we have been the beneficiaries of some phenomenal guests. Oh, without um, a doubt. You know, if, if you just go look at our contributors page, you know, I, Nick Russo has made a huge contribution to the protocol shows. Yeah. And um, really, I'm, I'm not sure he's human but um, we, we do appreciate Nick. and He and has more discipline than anybody else I've ever met. Ever. ever. <laughs> Nick was me when I was his age. He'll grow out of it. He'll grow out of the discipline. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, so, Russ, are you telling Nick that you're what he has to look forward to? Like- <laughs> Nick somewhere is out there drinking Cringing. his his first drink of alcohol in you know six years because, yeah. <laughs> because of that comment yeah <laughs> no, and, and others i mean we we have just had a phenomenal series of guests on the show from from vendors and not from vendors and service provider folks and everyday practitioners and um you know it's 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 really, I think, inspiring to hear from others um, and also a little overwhelming to realize how much there is to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, I don't know, Donald Sharp has been, you know, on all the history of networking shows pretty yep. much. That's been really good. And I'm trying to think of who else is, has been hanging around and doing a lot of Nick Baraglio has been, you know, hanging around on the Slack and being very, I mean, it's, it's really kind of cool just the, the community again and the people who participate in the community has been awesome. Yeah. I mean, and these, and these guests, right. They get really nothing (laughs) out of doing this, right? Like uh, beyond whatever, you know, uh, name recognition we give them, which whatever that is. Um, But, you know, ultimately they're coming on just because they have a passion for what they do and they like talking about it and sharing it and, you know, inspiring or encouraging other engineers um, to, to know about things outside of what's in their little box. And so um, to, to for a guest, right, like there's really nothing more pure than that. It's like someone writing a blog post and getting nothing out of it, right? They're just coming on to talk um, and to participate in the conversation because it's fun and it gets out there and there's, you know, um, and so all that value that you get out of those, those people, um, you know, we're getting a lot of value out of it too because it's just, you know, <laughs> if it was just the three of us sitting here talking, it would be a very short series of shows. I mean, we're all okay people, but we're, you know, well, except for Russ. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to say that. That's <laughs> not the Russ White. Uh, no, but really, I mean, like, I, I very much look at, you know, I'm a middle of the road engineer. You know what? Like, I mean, I just, I just go. That's and do a my- little humble. I think. Uh, no, it's, I think it's, I don't think it's, 
humble. Oh, no, but now, but see, then you get into the whole imposter syndrome thing. We all feel like middle of the road. Right. And, and you know, a lot and of that I is, is this, but it's, so it's maybe what I'm saying is that I have one little thing that I do well, right. In this very broad world of networking, I have, you know, this little bit that I do. Okay. Um, and then there's all these other people who do their little bit. Okay. When we bring everybody together, we all get smarter. Like, and we all, we all know what we don't know, which right, was the whole exactly. point. That's what right. Right. And so, uh, and so it's been, it's been amazing. And so I'm grateful for the guests as well, just because they're, they're bringing lots of expertise to, to the show and, you know, very altruistically, because again, they don't get much for it. So. Yeah. We just hope that we don't end up being dumber together rather than smarter. together. <laughs> well, that, that's the risk of a community, right? And so, you know, Yvonne brought up the, the vendor thing. Um, so we are, you know, we're friendly to vendors in the sense that, you know, vendors, they're part of the ecosystem. They're part of the community as well. Um, and so we often have guests on that are from vendors that we don't really see a conflict there. Um, we try to avoid, you know, um, you know, <laughs> we don't like doing whole shows on products. We try to stay away from products if possible. Like we like to talk about ideas, concepts, technologies. Um, well, I don't think we don't want vendors to drive the content. Yeah, right? I think that's we, really we what it is. Want- you know, we don't want them to drive the content. Um, but at the same time, like Jordan said, they are part of the ecosystem. And and we have all, um, of course, Russ has worked for them um, and really grown in his <laughs> career, you know, at working for Cisco. But um, at the same time, we've all benefited and learned from the resources that they've provided and, and their products have given us a career. So, um, you know, I mean, they're they're part of it. So, uh, we, we, you know, there, there are folks who want to just completely ignore vendors um, or act like they are no longer part of the equation. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that will ever be the case. But um, we also do want to encourage independent thinking um, and, and moving beyond your vendor PowerPoint. Yeah, well, I think that's important, actually, that as a community... By focusing on technologies and skills and people, by the way, not just technologies and skills, but people as well, that we're actually setting a standard as Network Collective that moves, be, not moves beyond the vendor, but moves beyond the vendor focus all the time. And I think that's even good for vendors. Like even when I work for a vendor, which I've worked for several, and you never know, I might end up working for a vendor in the future again, that... The focus, even at a vendor, needs to be on technology, skills, and people, and not just on product, right? I mean, the product is out there, but the product is based on the technology. Where'd that technology come from, and how to get there, and how do you use it, and how do you solve business problems with it? And it's, it's often very easy for us to forget all of that and think about, how do I configure this, or how do I do that, or look at this really cool thing over here I can do, the squirrel thing that we all have as engineers <laughs> well now you know so specifically as it relates to the to the podcast i mean yeah here's a here's a dirty little secret it costs a lot right to to make this happen um and so i mean you if you've been watching for any time you know that we've started to introduce some advertisements um and that's going to be something that's going to continue on we you know advertisements are one of those things that you know help us pay the bills because we've got editing software hosting distribution 
there's lots of stuff. None of us are making any money off of this yet, at least <laughs> it's all going, uh, it's all going to the, to the business, but I mean, it, it's helped because the first year primarily was out of our pockets. And I don't say that for a sob story. We did that knowing full well that it would be that way. Um, but it's not a sustainable model forever, right? To just like, oh, I'm going to put thousands of dollars out of my own pocket into this thing that I get nothing out of, you know, like, um, so, you know, advertising is something that's there, but we want to keep that to a minimum. Um, there's really, you know, we're, we've kind of been exploring some, some options when it comes to what we can do um, to keep advertising to a minimum, not again, not because we don't like our vendors. We do. We absolutely love the vendors and are involved in this, in this community. Um, but because of the fact that, you know, like Yvonne and Russ said that independent voice is so valuable um, and there's just is something I, I don't, you know, I, I know there are people who will debate this statement, but like, I think that when your whole existence becomes dependent upon vendors, um, you are beholden to their message. Like you, you have to cater to them. Like your audience stops being the viewer and your audience starts becoming the vendor only because of the fact that like that's what's putting food on your table or keeping the thing going. Um, well, so there's, there's a, what you're selling, right? And sure. What, what we don't want to sell is we, we don't want to sell our audience to a vendor. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's the bottom line. We yeah. want to sell value to our audience. We don't sell, want to sell value to the vendor. I mean, not that, not that our audience isn't valuable to the vendor, et cetera, et cetera, but. Oh, it's incredibly yeah. valuable to vendors. What we're not trying to do is to sell our audience to vendors. We're trying to sell value to our audience. Right. And, and, and that continues to be our focus. So, I mean, I think that's a good segue to talk about some of the things that we have coming up. Um, we have some, some things that we're starting that uh, we really hope uh that will resonate with, with you as our audience, because this is the way that we hope to, to remain that way, to be able to, you know, fund the show, provide great content, um, keep that independent voice and, and, you know, continue adding value to the community. And so what we're starting um, here in the very, very near future, um, we're planning on launching this June 1st, actually, is a couple of membership tiers with the show. I imagine if you listen to other podcasts, you're familiar with this concept, right? But uh, it's not, it's not incredibly foreign. I think we're doing it just a little bit differently though. And I'm excited about uh, the options that we're, that we're putting out there. We'll, we'll talk about the first option quickly, just because it's just, it's pretty straightforward. And that is like just, just a, a supporter type role, right? The idea is, you know, you'd be able to send us a few dollars a month, help us, you know, uh, pay for the show. Uh, and as a thanks for that, you will get access to all of our content ad free. Right. So that's just like that supporter role. There's really not much else to talk about on that one. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is there anything else to, to hit on that? I think it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Okay. Yvonne's yeah. Nodding. Well, I I'm nodding. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it does speak to the, again, back to the same thing, right? That we're trying to sell value to the audience and not just. Right. And so for, for just a few bucks a month, you know, you have the ability to support us and to keep the advertising to a minimum uh, overall, but keep the advertising to zero for you. So even if you're just selfish and don't want advertising, right? Like it's a way to do that. But uh, more importantly, I mean, like if every one of our listeners paid for that tier, uh, we couldn't sell ads if we wanted to. (laughs) Because <laughs> there would be nobody <laughs> listening, right? So, yeah, there would be no ads. Not, and, not even my mom would be listening. <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you, that would be my ideal, right? That would be my ideal is is to be there because we'd love to have vendors come on and provide valuable content, but not have it be paid. Only have it when it makes sense for our audience. Um, the, the the next tier I think is is way more interesting and deserves a bit more uh, a bit more conversation, and that is that we are going to be doing. Um, Essentially, we're offering you a way to join 
and be more engaged with our um, with our community. You go beyond just being a listener of the show and and participate as a community member. And so there's some some things that happen there. Um, that I think are, are really, really unique. The, the first thing is, you know, I guess it's not unique, but you get exclusive content, but that content isn't going to be just like, Oh, you get a couple extra podcast shows, right? Like that's not, that's not what we're setting up here. It's, it's, it's going to be in formats that are you're familiar with. So they will be like podcasts and short takes and all the things that you're familiar with now. Um, but they're going to be way more focused on training and development and mentorship. Um, so we're going to be doing and diving much deeper into those topics than we can on just a regular 40 minute show. We'll be doing series of things. Um, and, and I want to interrupt Jordan there for just oh, a minute, please, because when we were, when we were talking about um, providing exclusive content um, as a group, Jordan, Russ and I were really talking through what is it that we're trying to offer? What is it that we think our value is in the community um, and really the word that we landed on was mentorship, um, that we really feel a uh, passionate about providing um, leadership and content to people that makes them better. And uh, and really, that's what the exclusive area is designed to do. Um, to, to provide technical content, but also to provide conversations around career guidance, around communication, um, and the, the other, um, I hate to use the phrase soft skills, but I'm gonna, you know, the, the other things that you need to know to progress in your career. I think we need to call them squishy skills. Squishy okay. skills. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, I mean, there's so much more to being an engineer. We really, you know. Yeah, there's so much more to being yes. an engineer than, than just knowing the technology, right? Knowing the technology gets, I mean, that's a big part of it, without a doubt. And there will be that type of content there as well. Like, we're going to be talking about very technical things there, uh, just like we do on the show regularly um, with a bit more deep dive. A bit, again, when, I say, when we think about like more a training, I would say more training oriented. Right. <laughs> so our, our podcasts are conversations. Right. Like, again, going back to where we started this, this show is like we wanted to bring those hallway conversations out to the masses. Right. Um, the the stuff uh, inside the member area is still going to be a conversation. It's still going to be in our formats that we deliver today, um, but it's it's going to be very focused on delivering an outline of material, making sure that we cover you know start to finish. It's not just the highlights because when we talk about like the protocol deep dive shows, like when we talk about what we've done you know, uh, previously, it's been a lot of that. Okay. Well, what has other, what have other people not provided? Like what, what can we talk about? That's interesting and unique about OSPF or IS to IS or whatever, you know? Um, and that's kind of the focus that we've taken on those shows so that you get new and interesting information. But I mean, that's not the whole picture because we avoided a lot of the foundational stuff. We a lot of, avoided a lot of the, the things that there was just some assumptions about what you would know. And when we come to the training material, it's not going to be that way, right? The, the, the training material is going to follow an outline and kind of say, hey, we're going to try to cover this start to finish in a way that makes sense for you and hopefully take you to that next step. But not just technically. And again, like we, we started, uh, we've already started recording, right? So if you, if you come in on June 1st, the the, the, the library of content is not going to be empty, <laughs> right? Like we've already started recording things. Um, and the, you know, one of the things we're starting with is communication. Like Yvonne said, communication is like one of those incredibly valuable things. And one of those things that uh, engineers struggle with sometimes. And so how do you, how do you write, you know, uh, how do you, how do you determine your audience and, and frame your message around your audience and how do you present, you know, because as you become more specialized, guess what? <laughs> 
you're going to be presenting in front of people more often. And I, and, and I think one of the things that we wanted to focus on is to distill that content down in ways that are meaningful for network engineers, because I have always felt like if I take if I take some kind of generalized communication class that's offered where I work or participate in some kind of workshop, I feel like so much of that is fluffy and meaningless um, oh, and, and squishy, skills. squishy, but <laughs> But we are saying we're squishy, so we got to have a different word. <laughs> but 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 I, I think it's hard sometimes to distill content down into ways to determine what's really meaningful for us. So I think that's really the take that we wanted to have on all of this that we're providing is that it's meaningful content for you in your day to day world. Um, you know, how, how do you get leadership buy-in? Things like that. Yeah. And this is all the stuff that, you know, I'm asked consistently or constantly. It's probably one of the most common questions I'm asked is, how do I get to your level in network engineering? How do I get to where you are? And most of the time people think I'm going to give them a roadmap around, oh, you need to go learn these five technologies or you need to. And my answer has always consistently been and probably will be forever well, first of all, you may not want to be where I am, but <laughs> let's, let's not go there. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> That's a whole other problem, yeah. Um, but is more around learn the why questions, learn the theory, and learn the soft skills. Learn how to present, learn how to communicate. And people don't want to hear that but because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. I remember the first couple of books I wrote, and it was very disheartening and sad and, um, you know, made me want to go out and sit on a park bench someplace and feel sorry for myself, <laughs> how badly those books were marked up. And it just, it's a learned skill. These are all learned skills and you can learn them. It just takes good teachers and, and people who've been there and, and been through the process to get there. So, yeah, I mean, speaking, speaking of teachers, um, you know, there's a fair amount of experience sitting across the three of us that are, that are here. So, I mean, we're going to be generating a lot of this content, but it's not just us. Right. Right. And so we're going to be pulling in, um, and there might be some familiar faces from previous guests on Network Collective, but we're also going to be going out and, uh, and, and finding people who are passionate about creating content that's going to, that, that speaks to this and, uh, and bringing them in and, and having guest contributors in here. So it's not, you're not, you're not just going to be staring at Russ for hours of content, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that's a relief. That's a relief. <laughs> um, exactly. And so, yeah. That's one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to build an even larger community of content creators. And, you know, not only is a subscription paying for like getting the show going and for Jordan to buy his Mercedes Benz or whatever it is he's doing. You dream dream so small, Russ. (laughs) Mercedes. There's a a secret compensation plan somewhere. That's all I've got to say. (laughs) Because there's not a Mercedes on my list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, we're also trying to build a, a, a way for us to funnel money into content creators who are excited and interesting and build a community of content creators as well that will help build the networking community overall. Yeah. I mean, way. that that's a really important point. There is a big chunk of the, of the subscription amount <laughs> that we're pulling in that is not going to us, <laughs> right? It's not going to the show. It's going to content creation. Like we're paying people for this content. And so like, that's the other thing is we don't want to take advantage of creators. And so 
Um, so in that, I think like, we should camp out there for a minute. So I, if for those that are interested in and create content, um, th- there's a there's a lot of folks in the industry who will take your con who want your content but who don't want to pay you for it and and as folks who are content creators we we understand the effort that's required to create that content and we understand that it is work and that you are um, gleaning from people information that they have spent years often to develop and to know and so we feel really strongly that folks that are creating and contributing that content should be compensated for it right i hope i hope yvonne pepignac's happy to hear that (laughs) that's one of yeah that if you want to talk about a a soapbox for yvonne that's that's one of them yes (laughs) every time i see yvonne now he says he says remember that lecture i gave you like the third time we met yeah, we'll replay that in your head and we can have another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so we want to we want to bring in we want to bring in the best and the brightest to to provide, you know, content specifically from the things that they are, uh, you know, specialized in. And and we want our community to be able to see the the you know, to see the benefit from their experience. And so uh, and so, yeah, so we're, we're definitely building a system around that. And, you know, over the long run this library of content is going to, is, is going to be pretty significant. Um, I mean, we're not going to lie. I mean, like starting off, it's a couple months worth of content that we've recorded. We brought in a couple of people who are willing to, to jump in with us. Right. But, uh, but you know, when we get several months down the road, I mean, there's going to be hours and hours and hours of content. When we get to the end of this year, there's going to be even more content, you know, like it's just going to keep building on itself um, as things that are available there. And, you know, your subscription gets you access to all of it. And so that's uh, it's exciting stuff. Yvonne, it is exciting. Just or just asking or you know, just hoping I buy a black microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Versus the oddball, and also like what's with the circle? It's kind of no, it's all right. Um, so I mean, so the content's cool. Uh, there's a couple other things that are going to happen there. Obviously, if you pay for that tier, you'll get the ad-free, you know, copies of episodes as well. So that's kind of like just a default. I'll throw that in there. Um, You'll also, we're, we're talking about doing an, um, a Q&A. Like one of the things we want to do is once a month, bring in someone who's done something in the industry, who is, you know, who's, who's a specialist in something and, uh, and have a conversation. So essentially, like you can think about this as your ability to engage in one of our podcast episodes. This is kind of the way I look at it. It's like, we get to ask all the questions. <laughs> like we get to come on and, and you know, lead the conversation. Um, but oftentimes like you have something very specific. And so, you know, we bring on someone and we'll just use Russ as an example. Russ has all this experience in. Ask Russ anything hour. Yeah, exactly. Like Russ has all this experience in web scale and maybe you're curious about what's happening in the web scale environment and you want to ask him a question about it. Well, I mean, like you could try to find him out on social media and see if he'll answer you. But not on Twitter. But not on Twitter, right? LinkedIn (laughs) is where you find Russ. Um, but, but, you know, like, uh, you can try to do all that. And sometimes people respond and sometimes they don't, you know, these people are busy, but like, we want to bring in, um, people who have experience in unique environments, um, or people who would be able to add value and like, you can get your specific questions answered. I think that's, uh, you know, I think that could be really valuable depending on, depending on the engagement level. But I think that that's one of those interesting things that like that could really develop into something that's quite good. Um, if, if we can make that, make that happen. So that's, we're going to, we're going to right off the bat, we're starting with that as well. Uh, and the other thing we've mentioned our Slack multiple times. Um, if you have not been introduced to both the love hate relationship <laughs> with Slack, um, 
Slack is like a, just a communication tool. I mean, most people I'm sure are using it at this point, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, most, most of us are overusing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, we're going to have a, we're going to have a Slack, but the Slack is going to be for members only. So the, the whole point is to try to keep the signal to noise ratio as good as possible. So it's invite only just the people who are in and engaging in the community, participate in those conversations. Like we'll all be there. Um, anyone who's a guest on the show will be invited. I'm not going to promise all of our guests will hang out there because that's just not going to happen, right? They'll all be invited. But, you know, like that's the that's the idea is that, you know, we're going to try to build a community in and around that that Slack. Um, so it's just something else is, you know, you get access to us, whatever that's worth to you. I mean, that's probably like worth two cents out of the subscription, but, you know, whatever that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but more importantly, your peers, right? So the idea is if you have something going on in your job and, and you're curious what other people think are there. So, you know, here's my you know, diagram for this project I'm working on. And, you know, can you guys take a look at this and tell me what you think? And all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of people who are out there who are interested because we know that this happens. It happens in the other slacks that we're involved with. And so we want to drive that in our community as well. And so, yeah, that's the the general idea. Um, Yvonne Russ, do you have anything to add? I've talked a lot in the middle. Yeah. I'm excited. I think um, I look forward to getting to interact with folks on Slack. I, um, I, I look forward to being able to um, expand the kind of content that we're providing for folks to to talk about uh, deep dive networking topics, but also to s- expand that into things that um, are not as um, inherently technical. I, I think I've said this a lot Um to folks I've been talking to, but I'm really convinced that all of our problems start with people. Um, And then if we get the people problem solved, then the technology will work itself out. And so part of what we want to do with our membership area is, is to help with that part too. Yeah. And and so, and this, this goes right back to one of the core tenants of network collectives. We want to build community, right? And this is an opportunity for us to do this in, in, you know, in a way that hopefully is meaningful uh, to the people who join with us. And so that's, that's the idea is, you know, build a community, continue to build each other up, um, add value development, take those next steps, build a, build a personal network. There's just so many things in there that are, um, that are, are the things that we would like to facilitate. And so that's, that's a big part of it. And, you know, the added benefit that, you know, the more people that join on with what we're doing, the, you know, the, the less we have to fund via advertisement. And, like, and so the other thing I think is really, really important here is that if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, no, Network Collective's going away. I'm going to have to pay for it now. No. Like everything we release today, we'll continue releasing exactly like we do now. But if you don't pay for it, just don't be surprised if there's an ad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like that's just really what it comes down to. If, you know, it may, maybe we're completely off our rockers and nobody wants to pay anything at all. And, you know, no one finds value. I mean, I hope that's not true, but let's just, let's just go down that road. It's just a, you know, a hypothetical. Um, that's all right. You know, we'll sell advertisements, <laughs> you know, like the show's going to go on and we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, but ultimately um, we would like to, to, to minimize that dependence on that. We'd like to see uh, the show supported by people who find value in the content and remain as independent as possible. Yeah. And honestly, you know, beyond that, I think it's really cool to consider how we could add a lot more content than what we have now. Yeah, so I, I, that's a good point. Like we probably should tell people what they can expect. <laughs> like there's a level that we're committing to and then there's what we actually want to deliver, right? So like we're talking about adding two additional podcast episodes a month. We're talking about three additional short takes that we make a month. Um, that, that That's like, the, that's the commit to, but when we bring that, 
that doesn't include like our guest contributors and the other stuff that's going on, or if there's anything else that we want to add to that section. So while that's what we're committing to, I mean, you can expect there's going to be more content than that per month. I can tell you right away, there's going to be more content than that right away, but that's what we're committing just so that, you know, if for any particular month, there's absolutely no guest contributors and we're slammed, that will be the absolute minimum that will contribute to that section is, you know, two additional deep dive podcasts, that, that maybe training mentor- development mentorship yeah, what? Yeah, whatever it is yeah what's that i say it could be it could be mentoring could be training could be whatever. exactly with those focus areas and some additional right. short takes now the short take series i think is really interesting we probably should talk about that for a second too sure. like the original series so a lot of these things that we're talking about we're talking about doing a series of content because obviously you know doing a full training whatever in 40 minutes is unlikely or even less likely in 10 minutes of a short take um so the the short take um, series is where the first thing we're starting is top 50 things every network engineer needs to know. Uh, Russ has already started recording a bunch of these. I've got a couple on the list that I'm recording. Um, I know Yvonne is thinking about recording some of them as well. But the idea is kind of like digging in from a, you know, a, a deep perspective. And Russ, what are a couple of the ones you recorded so far? What are just the topics? Just walking through the shortest path first, Dijkstra's shortest path first algorithm, walking through DNS queries, what what blue records do things like that bits and pieces um of here and there and i know jordan keeps going on the the list and going no i'm taking that one yeah no. so i i have two on the list right now like how, how trace route really works i think it's one of those things that you know often gets assumed and and i think there's some valuable content there and tcp windowing and explanation of tcp windowing and so like so you may be listening to this and saying hey i know a lot of those things that's cool i guarantee you in the list of 50 um there's a number that you don't <laughs> I'll, I'll guarantee you that in even if you think you know it, there are things that you can learn from somebody who spent a little time researching it and figuring out like more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so that's that's that side. Like we said, we we have on the podcast side, we started a communication series. We've got a couple other ones that we're going to be talking about. Um, from and, and actually the short take series, I'll, I'd like to say this is we have some exciting people already working on this stuff. It's going to be really, really cool. Yeah. Some really deep technical stuff and some stuff from some, a little bit, you know, I'll call them abstract angles. It's not your typical network training, but it's stuff that helps you understand how this stuff works. Yeah. And so, um, so there's, there's some immense value there. And so, yeah, so I think that, I think that about sums it up. I don't think we need to talk about it anymore, (laughs) but uh, we're very excited about it. Obviously we've been working on it for a while now. Um, We're excited to finally be telling you about it. We hope, um, we hope that this method resonates with you, right? We hope that whether, whether it's just the supporter role where you say, Hey, that's really cool. I can throw a few bucks your way a month and, you know, um, help support the show. Cause we think the content is valuable. We want to keep seeing it be what it is. Uh, or, or even, it, you know, we would love to see a bunch of you come in and join on that community member role because we want to make that just as valuable as possible. Um, and I think we should also add that we as a group, we're going to be hanging out at Cisco live. So, um, if you want to see us and talk to us, if you want to give us some feedback about some content that you would like to see, or if you think we're crazy um, about any of these things or. Yeah, this, this, this all is launching about a week and a half before Cisco. Right. So, so if people think we're stupid, we'll hear about it. <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, so we, we try to be very approachable people. Um, Russ may be hiding in his hotel room. But, uh, but, you know, come up, say hi, let us know what you like and what you don't not like. We um, we really want to provide content that's meaningful to, to you folks. So um, and, and you know, also not just content, but 
formats and ways of like providing more value to the community, right? If you look at what we've done as a subscription site and you say, I really think you need to add another tier. I really think you need to do this or you need to do that or um, whatever the case might be, you know. Or if you hate money and want to uh, throw a bunch of it at us, just let us know what you need. Because <laughs> we'll facilitate that. Is that what you're saying, Yvonne? Yeah, yeah. That's a shout out to Pete Lumbus. So, uh, <laughs> another great contributor on the show. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. Uh, so yeah, so so that's the story. Uh, it's been an absolutely fantastic year. Um, uh, just you know, uh, to summarize the first half of the show, right? Like, uh, just absolutely shocked with the uh the response and how much you guys have uh latched on and adopted us as a show and so thank you for that uh we don't exist without the people who listen that's just the reality right uh, we make the show and um you know if it really just stayed at the 10 people half my family none of us is family like if that's really who was listening <laughs> it wouldn't last that long right like there's just there's just not a point in creating content that way um so you guys have made this a reality for us and we hope to continue delivering back good content to you and so uh, we are just, you know, super grateful for that engagement, grateful for our guests. I'm grateful for these two other people who do it with me every day. So, um, so yeah, so that's it. So it's enough. Uh, enough, enough about us. Enough about us. We, we promise not to do this too often. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I've appreciated it when other people have done this. Me too. So me too. I, I think, I think, you know, uh, we, we assume that people know what we're thinking. But yet they're not part of our conversations and they have no idea what's going on. I kind of so, hope that they don't. Yeah. So, so, so welcome, <laughs> welcome to a little bit of the, you know, the Inside Politics Network Collective. Um, That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're looking at it right here. You're looking at it. This is how it happens. We, uh, we, we talk about the stuff and, and we really care and are focused on um, continuing to make our audience the primary, the primary reason why we do this. And so. Uh, so that's why that's why we bring up the the subscription stuff, and that's why we're starting it. And we we really hope you'll join us. Sounds good. All right, we'll we'll do we'll do the typical, just so you know, just in case people are are listening for the very first time, and like, wow, they just asked me for money. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to complain to Yvonne, Yvonne, where can people find you online? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Sharp Network. I'm on LinkedIn, um, uh, so you can reach out to me there, too. Um, I have a blog at esharp.net, which has um, not been updated frequently enough. I've got some ideas that I need to get down. And, of course, you can always find me here at thenetworkcollective.com. So, Russ, how about you? Right. Yeah, you can always find me at rule11.tech. I do have a Twitter account. I just never log in. I do PM on uh on LinkedIn, you can find me on about two dozen Slacks, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, so just, just randomly join a Slack, Ross is probably just there. Right. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and uh, you can always find me at the Network Collective. Awesome. So yeah, I'm Jordan Martin, at BC Jordan on Twitter, all the other social sites, jordanmartin.net, Network Collective. Um, if, I mean, like, really, I mean, if you're at the end of this episode and you haven't listened to us before, I'm really sorry. <laughs> like, you got, you got some inside politics. You got a little bit of a sales pitch, but uh, the, um, you know, it, it, we do, we're really proud of the content we've created. And so uh, if you're interested in, in really deep dive technical content, you go to our website, the network collective.com. We're on Twitter at net collective PC. Uh, also, uh, you know, other social sites, LinkedIn, Facebook, that type of stuff. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you don't have to wait for Cisco Live and talk to us at a conference if you want to engage us online. Like we, we absolutely love talking with people who listen to our show. We want to hear your ideas um, and your thoughts about where things are going. So uh, hit us up there and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. 